All right, welcome in to Grow Your Note, presented by Kelly's Green. This is Clay Edwards, and I'll be hosting y'all today with Kelly Williams of Kelly's Green, and John Enders is her guest today. I'm going to pass the mic over here to Miss Kelly and her guest, John. Thank you so much. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Good morning. And welcome to Grow Your Know. Um, man, uh, I'm excited today for a number of reasons. Number one, once again, if you listen to the show at all, you know that I love the weather right now. So it's just easy to be happy and sort of carefree when the weather's nice here in Mississippi. Um, but yeah, so we, um, we, I wanted to talk to today about, first I wanted to start talking about our event. So when we were here last week, we talked about um, uh, our event, the Job Fair and Work Permit Assistance event that was held at Kelly's Green on Saturday from 11 to 3. We had a great turnout. Um, we actually had, <laughs> I would say, more people than what we thought we would have. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and introduce our our guest um, is uh, John Enders. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Hey, John. So happy to have you here. Thanks, Kelly. Um, so John uh, works with us at Kelly's Green. He is our... Uh, current post harvest director, and um, we're uh, exploring other things as well. And um, he uh, is fantastic. He is a wealth of knowledge of uh, all, all, of cannabis, everything oh, you're cannabis. Far, far too kind. Far <laughs> too kind. So um, welcome, Thanks, John. Guys. Happy to be here. Yeah, for absolutely, sure. absolutely. Um, and, uh, John got to be with us at, uh, he was at our event on Saturday. Uh, what'd you think, John? Do you think it was good? I, uh, it was a huge relief for me, <laughs> especially <laughs> in the post-harvest, you know, on the post-harvest side where, uh, we're hitting the ground running in the next three to four weeks, Kelly, yep. as you know, and we needed a big staff to start off this park post-harvest production. Yeah. Um, and I was a little bit worried. I kind of had a feeling, especially with the rain clouds that came in that morning, that we would have maybe 10 people show up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think our final count was closer to 60. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Which which was awesome, and I'm looking forward to doing more interviews with all those people that showed up last week. Yeah, absolutely. And and it was great because for, for anybody that didn't know that we did the event or didn't know about it, so what we did was we did a job fair event so where you could come in and um, – because we're, we're hiring. I, I think I, I preach that everywhere. We're hiring. We're hiring. Um, and so people got to come in and fill out a job application for Kelly's Green. And then, which was really the, the sort of super special part about the event, was that we then um, uh, helped you apply for your work permit. So to work in the cannabis industry in Mississippi, you have to have a, a work permit issued by the Department of Health. And that is what we have found has been the most difficult part about finding people, um, to, to, about finding employees. It's not it's not lack of interest. There is a tremendous amount of interest by people to work in the cannabis industry. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine who just yeah. retired from a local municipality around here. 
that I grew up with. Yeah. And I sent you the screenshot where he had texted and said, yeah. hey, glad you found out about it. I went and got my went and got my card and all that. And now that he's retired, he just retired this year. And he's my age. He ain't old. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and looking to, looking to get a whole other career yeah. going. And uh, when I when he told me he was doing that, I was like, what a great fit. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. It's just, he's, a, he's a super intelligent dude. And this is a business that I think he's going to do really well, and regardless of which part of it he goes into, right? And there's so many pla- there's so many aspects of it. There's so many you know great positions. Um, and 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 we you know we did have some a few technical difficulties at times um, that you know we worked through. And I wanted to mention uh, again. So once again, we're at the forefront because this was the first of the of this sort of event in Mississippi. Now there's been a couple other job fairs that I know of. But to my knowledge, no one has done a job fair with a work permit assistance piece to it or even just a work permit assistance piece. Like nobody has held an event that had people come in and apply for their work permits in real time right then, uploading documents, registering on the portal, answering questions, you know. It was uh, fingerprinting. I mean, yeah, all of it all together. We kind of just knocked and cleared all the boxes for the staff that were interested. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, yeah, we, we did it all. We did fingerprinting. We had notary. We just, we did it all. And so, um, How once How many again, applications did you get? Uh, I, almost 60. Yeah. Oh, so everybody who came one Everybody who Kill came. Kill two birds with one stone. A hundred percent. Yeah, That's everybody awesome. who came. I think, is that right or no? Yeah, everybody that came applied. No, we had we had Why a lot of you? people. You know? right, you're right, yeah. there, yeah. We had a lot of people that come in that already had work permits. We had a couple of people that came in that were looking to relocate. Yep. That were already working in cannabis in other cities in yep. Mississippi. <laughs> Um, so it was, it was, it was a really big draw. It was really good. I think that's a great thing for you. You know, people can say whatever about Jackson, but you're, you're the Tri-County areas, you know, regardless of in Jackson or Madison or whatever. I think that's going to be a draw for people in rural parts of the state that want to come and be in the Tri-County area. That gives you a step, uh, you know, a notch in your belt that some other some of these sure. others aren't going to have because I mean you got Rankin, Madison, Jackson, you got Fonder, and all the stuff to do around here. I think that's going to be a big uh, plus for you from a recruiting standpoint. Oh yeah, no, we're 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 centrally located. We're great, you know. We're we're our, uh, we're in a great location. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And and I love that we've had people. You know, and, and not that's not just at the job fair. So we had a couple people at the job fair who want to relocate, but we've had people. You know, also just. Um, you know respond to um job postings that live other places honestly live out of the state i mean we've had people from uh las vegas we've had people from uh illinois we've had people from all over the country i mean not not a ton but um but but some that say hey i you know i i used to be a miss i used to be i'm a mississippian i moved away i'd love to come back and work in this industry so we've got people coming back to mississippi I had this exact conversation with my buddy Jason that owns Lakeland Glass and Tent yesterday. Mm-hmm. We were talking about something about Mississippi. If you're from here, we're talking about how people leave and it just never fails. They come back. Right. And maybe, they, especially if they lived 15, 20 years here, you know, through their teens or so, it never fails. They had to leave for work, college, whatever, stayed gone. They always tend to find their way back home. Something about the state yeah. calls you back. Yeah. And uh, it's cool that there's an industry now that you don't have to move away from here to do. You know, so people that did, now there's that opportunity to come back home. 
A hundred percent. And you're right. Mississippi is home. I mean, even when you move away, and maybe it's that way for everybody in every state. I, I don't know. I said the same thing. Maybe it is, but I'm from here. <laughs> but but so. I, that's right. That's right. So so my heart is, you know, Mississippians. You know, that that's mm-hmm. where my heart lives. My heart lives here. And uh, and I've always lived here, so I don't know, you know. But but still, so, I can't, and I probably always will. I mean, frankly, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made it to 45 without really moving off for an extended <laughs> amount of time. I, I, y'all are stuck with me. Yeah, hundred percent too. So with me too. But yeah, I think we're we're in a great location. I love the fact that we've got people who are used to live here who want to come back and work with Kelly's Green. I love the fact that at our job event on Saturday we had people coming from all over the state that said, "Hey, I want to you know want to work in this industry, want to be back in this area." That's great. Um, so yeah, it was we were super excited, super pumped, and and I just wanted to put that out there again that once again. We're at the forefront. We were the first to do this. Um, we feel, I feel like it was a, a big success. Do you feel like it was successful? Huge, huge success. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So like I said, a couple of technical difficulties. So, um, you know, we had a, a bottleneck or two at times just because of the, the technical aspect of it. Wi-Fi. And- <laughs> I mean, right. You name it. And, and on top, yeah. when you get to the actual portal, portal, <laughs> portal, I think that sounds funny. When you get to the place where you actually on the website apply you know, it slows down considerably. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you were going from table to table and, you know, filling out the job application and all that moves pretty quickly. And then when you get to the table where you actually fill out, go online and fill out the application, it's sort of bottlenecked. But mm-hmm. um, but we, we tackled it and brainstormed it and figure out a way around it and, and, uh, and got through it. So it was fantastic. Um, and so... And the portal's all online now, like on a, you're oh, yeah. like an iPad. And oh, I went, yeah. I went and bought a gun recently, and they've moved that <laughs> form to an iPad. Oh, and we've had okay. so much talk about... Oh, no, about, thank you, Clay. <laughs> yes. We've had so much talk about, uh, you know, the guns and stuff and the, and the licenses and this, that, and the other that I went and experienced it firsthand <laughs> the other day, but I noticed they've moved that whole thing to an iPad. You just boom, 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 boom. You Interesting. Know, okay, so it's process. not a sheet of paper anymore. Mm-mm. Or at least where you went. At, at least where I went. Yeah. But. And uh, and so okay, well let's just go let's just go back to that for a second because you know people are like it's it's a, it's still a huge issue or sure. it's still a huge concern. I, I hope that we have been able to at least get the facts out there that while it is an issue of sorts, it is not the issue that people. Well, so people it can was. at least make an informed decision. Right. That's right. You know they've With got the all facts. the facts on both sides. That's right. And they can make an informed decision without the boogeyman. Right. Of we're taking your gun stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. Let me just reiterate that fact. No one is coming to take your guns because you have a medical marijuana card. Neither federal law nor state law uh, have any basis for that. It's it is a it is an, a, it is an untruth. <laughs> you know when they will take it if you're riding around illegally with marijuana and your gun. That is correct. Oof. That's when they will take that is your gun. When, that is when they will take your gun. A hundred percent. And take you. And take you. That is correct. Ask the two bad guys that were part of the police pursuit from Pearl the other night. They had a stolen gun and marijuana in the car. They took them and their guns. Yes. Now, when they're not going to take it is if you have your medical marijuana card and your gun. That's right. But but if you have illegal marijuana and your gun, guess what? A hundred percent. And then it has nothing to do with your medical marijuana card. And I like to bring that point up because people act like the other option is this grand idea? Is this great idea? The the well, I'll just continue to ride around with my marijuana and my gun, but I don't have a medical marijuana card. This <laughs> seems like super super easy, right? Decision to me, right? A hundred percent. Um, and and that's a big one. And then I had the impairment 
conversation with someone. I'm, I can't remember who it was with, but again, it was uh, it was this. You know, how does the card impact you know a DUI? And I was like, well, it's the same. If you're impaired, you're impaired. It, it, there's no. There's nothing in the bill. It's not a breathalyzer, but they still do the field sobriety. A hundred percent. I mean, like if you you can't you, you shouldn't be you can't. It's illegal to drive impaired, and I don't care what 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 has impaired you, you know, whether it's alcohol, whether it's prescription drugs, whether it's you know co- over the uh, over the counter cough medicine can impair you. I mean, impairment is impairment, and so you know if you're driving impaired under the influence of marijuana and you're impaired, well, that's still impairment. Yes, it's driving under the influence, not driving under alcohol. Right, that's right. You know, it's influence of whatever the impairment uh, that causes the impairment. A hundred percent. So that uh, now I know that that um, you know, and and we've had we had uh, Andre Degree on here um, previously, that uh, the Mississippi State Public Defender, and we talked a little bit about that, um, and just about the the. Um, like the criminal aspects of that and maybe where there's some gray and, and, uh, and, and I, I get it, you know, um, I, I get where that may initially seem sort of gray, but it's still very cut and dry. in in my mind, impairment is impairment. That doesn't affect, you know, you don't, just because you have a medical marijuana card doesn't mean you get to, you know, use your medical marijuana, become impaired and get in your car and drive. That's not allowed. And I think most, I, I use this, respectfully i think that a lot of people are responsible especially people who go through the effort to get the medical marijuana card for actual medical purposes right i think are going to be responsible they're clearly showing they want to be a responsible user uh, right going that's right to, to get the card and to get it the proper way versus through a street pharmacist right 100 you know? so i think they've shown good decision making <laughs> did you just say a street pharmacist <laughs> i did i like that I like that. I like that, Clay. <laughs> well, you know, I grew up in South Jackson. We got all kind of slang terms. <laughs> like, let's take a break real quick. Come back with Kelly's Greens and Kelly's Green. I'm always trying That's to make okay. it plural. That's okay. I'm from the South. We make it's things all right. plural. It's Kroger's. We'll take it all. Not yeah. Kroger. I mean, it's not just you. I do this too, I promise. All right, we'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Awesome. To... Grow Your Know with Kelly's Green. We have Kelly Williams in the studio. And this is Clay Edwards. I'm going to pass the mic over to Kelly and her guest, John. Here you go. Thanks, Clay. Thanks, um, Clay. Welcome back. Uh, so um, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about today. Um, but before we do that, I wanted to mention I, yesterday I had, a, um, I had the opportunity to um, do a podcast that, uh, man, it was so much fun. Um, it's uh, It's the... The Bourbon and Business Podcast, mm-hmm. and yeah, I said Bourbon and Business, you guys. So, um, and uh, it's the the hosts are uh, Tyler. Uh, Ty, I'm sorry, Tyler, if I've messed up this pronunciation of your name, Tyler Wiltshire or Wiltshire Wiltshire, uh, Dakota Tate and Adam Horlock. Um, again, the name of the podcast is Bourbon and Business, and um, it was super fun and super interesting. Of course, I, of course, it's always fun to talk about Kelly's Green. Um, and we, and we also talked about, um, you know, going back sort of back in, 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 in the day, if you will, where, uh, with my legal practice and sort of how I got here in that journey. And, um, and that was fun. Uh, but it was, it's also fun because like, like, I think every episode, um, they like pick out a bottle of bourbon and test it. That's my kind of podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. So, like, at the beginning, I think um, 
it, they, you know, they taste it and, uh, and they taste it again and, um, at the end and, uh, and give it a real assessment, you know, like, sure. a, um, uh, and so they've done some great bottles and they've, I think they've done some bottles that were probably pretty expensive, but they've also done some bottles that were really, uh, it seemed to be a high, I think so anyway, uh, I only did one podcast, so let me just, let me clarify that. What were you guys <laughs> drinking yesterday? I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, it's a good podcast. Yeah, it, it went great. I can't even remember <laughs> what we were talking about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> First of all, I I did not. Uh, I'm I am not a bourbon connoisseur, oh. so um, I don't even drink, and so I really wouldn't be the one. It's probably all none of it's probably going to be smooth for me. But yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, they did, and I can't remember what the um, what it was. But uh, I think it comes out on. I think my episode comes out on May the 25th. Um, and, uh, and you can, um, the, the bourbon and business podcast is available everywhere that you get your, um, your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple podcasts, iHeartMedia, uh, and of course on all socials, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, but, um, give it a listen. Uh, it's, it was fun and I loved the idea of the, the bourbon and business, um, even though I don't drink, but whatever it was. It was tons of fun, and, and if you like bourbon and you like business, or you know, if you like one or the other, uh, take a listen. So, super fun on that. Um, but wanted to mention those, uh, give a shout out to those guys because uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So, um, but uh, moving on, uh, I always want to mention uh, before we get to our topic, we're going to talk a little bit about um, mm-hmm. some fun stuff uh, in a second. But before we get there, I just always want to remind everybody. Um, if you haven't gotten your medical marijuana card, go get it. Now's the time. Get one today. Get one today. It'll change your life. Yeah. Hey man, absolutely. Like, you know, um, mitigating suffering well, this is 2023 people, you know, we should mitigate suffering any way we can. Absolutely. Uh, it won't be for everybody and that's okay too, mm-hmm. but, um, it'll be for a lot of people and, um, people should have the, you know, People shouldn't wait. We now have it. Lots of people fought really hard uh, for a long time to get this here for Mississippians, and now we've got it. So go get your card. We've got over 200. I want to say, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago when Chad was here, we were talking about the numbers, and I can't remember. I want to say it was about 230 physicians physicians and nurse practitioners or certifiers across the state. Um, who are able to certify. And uh, so, yeah, and we've got dispensaries open across the state. It's what, 21 qualifying conditions for, yeah. the, med- for the medicinal card in Mississippi? Yep, 21 debilitating conditions. And there is a, a route, uh, there's a channel um, to add a debilitating condition if uh, you go to your physician and your physician feels like that uh, you don't have one of the current debilitating conditions. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. but you do have something that medical they feel like medical marijuana uh, may be beneficial for. Sure, you can go to the Department of Health and ask them to. There's a process for asking them to add that debilitating condition. Oh wow! Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, That's so awesome. really great job by the legislature there um, yeah. to do that to give people the opportunity to um, to to use medicinal marijuana where it can be beneficial, you know, right. um, so that we can grow the program and uh, continue to mitigate suffering and uh, let people do what works for them. Yeah. And, that's um, the, and I think that's the key to it, and I've seen it in a lot of states across the U.S. You know, people have been... 
people have been managing their pain or managing certain conditions with cannabis for years and years and Forever. years. Forever. Since before they could even call it managing symptoms or right. managing a sickness. Right. You know, uh, back then they were just getting high with no, <laughs> right. you, you know, there was nothing else there. But uh, with, you know, with the medicinal programs that are opening up in the distant states, you're seeing opioid uses go down. Yep. Astronomically. Yep. They go down. Um, addiction to other pharmaceuticals go down. Yep. And people are able to manage these problems with a natural form. Right. And something that's not damaging or addictive. Right. You know, that might bleed their bank accounts or their yeah. souls. Yeah. And or their souls. That's kind of how that's I feel huge. about how opioids. Really. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. Op opioids are one of those classifications, one of those drug types that can really take a person's soul and... Absolutely, you know. and then and then the and then to 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 uh, to add to the problem, um, you have a you know then you have a, a, a government uh, sort of shutdown on the use. You know the government comes in and says, "Hey, we've got a problem here. We're going to cut everybody off." Well, you, you oh my gosh, you've just sent everybody to the to their uh, I'm going to use Clay's words to their street pharmacist yep. to try to to try to fill that gap. Uh, you can't just stop it. You can't you know. Now so, with the fentanyl crisis oh, and everything man. that those street pharmacists may be doing with these products, I mean we're seeing it all over the world. Now. All over the world. That's right. And, and there's better ways to do it. Hundred percent. There, there are better, better ways. ways to manage this. Yes, and so we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, why I should have gotten to this earlier because we're we're running out of time and we got some good stuff to talk about. Uh, I want to I want everybody. So there's a misconception out there. I'm, I'm going to use that word misconception. Okay. Uh, and you tell me if it's the wrong word. Sure. But uh, I think there's a misconception out there that um, your your entire the entire effect um, that people get from uh, medical marijuana or any cannabis for that matter is entirely based on THC. True or false? Is that a misconception? Absolutely false. Hundred percent false. Right. False and that it's a <laughs> that, that it's the it's that a the THC is yeah. the only thing that matters. And yeah, I mean THC THC was the psycho psychoactive compound that was found in cannabis that really caused the high, that really caused people to potentially uh uh you know, get too high, get too sure. intoxicated. Um and those things have been synthesized and tested, and you can buy THC isolate on the market, and plenty of people are using it for pain management, some anxiety, some things like that. Sure. But when you really get down into the, uh, I guess, the meat and potatoes of the plant, um, the cannabis plant produces hundreds and hundreds of terpenes. And when I say terpenes... Yeah, let's talk are, about what is a terpene. Yeah, a terpene is, uh, is essentially, it's a compound that creates a smell. Right, the aroma. Yeah, right. uh, it creates the aroma, the smell, uh, and even the flavor. And the mixture of those compounds in the different strains of cannabis mm -hmm. create different effects and can have different healing properties. Um, so it's not just the terpene effects, like how it smells and has no other not. implication. Absolutely not. So if you think about, uh, you know, using lavender or dabbing lavender oil behind your ears, mm -hmm. you know, people have been doing this for, year, for years and it causes a calming effect. Right. Just the smell. Well, that terpene that does that is called linalool. Okay. And it's heavy in the, la in the lavender plant and it can be found in a lot of indica-dominant 
okay. cannabis plants. All right. Um, you know, these these types of terpenes can help with sleep, relaxation. They can help calm your anxiety. Uh, and, you know, these are, the, these are the terpenes, like I said, are heavily found in the indica-dominant plants. Yep. And I say indica-dominant because there are no real true indicas and, and sativas, sativas anymore. anymore. Right. They've They're all, all hybrids. They've all been blended. They've all been turned. You find a mixture of these terpenes in all of these plants. Um, and it's really, hard to, uh, it's really hard to lock them in and focus on them for a medicinal part. So you really have to make your lists. Right. Do your practice. Make sure you know what you're ingesting and uh, pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I think uh, I, I think we're going to take a break. So um, we're going to take a break and we're going to be right back and we're going to continue talking about why THC doesn't matter perhaps as much as everybody thinks it does. This is Grow Your No. Uh, we'll be right back. Thanks, guys. Welcome back in to Grow Your Know with Kelly's Greens, Clay Edwards, and I'm going to pass the mic to my friend Kelly and her guest, John. Thank you, Clay. Um, welcome back. Uh, we're talking about some, I think, I think, I mean, I'm a little nerdy and I think that's okay. <laughs> Me too. We're talking about some super interesting stuff today. We are talking about why, uh, why THC may not matter as much as you think it does. Um, and I would definitely say that it doesn't matter as much as you think it does. <laughs> so, um, and we were talking a little bit about that before the break. Um, and, and one of the reasons, so, so John, you pointed out, you made a great point that at, there was a time in, in history that I think people believed that the entire effect of uh, cannabis on, on, a, on someone was due to, only to the amount, the levels of THC in that particular strain. Um, and, and we now know that that's not true. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. We now know that that's not true. And we now know so, or at least, I won't say so much, but we now know about the endocannabinoid system, right? Mm-hmm. So as, as, and my disclaimer is, I'm not a scientist and I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, so, but we do know that there's an endocannabinoid system that uh, has receptors that um that 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 uh that work with cannabis that work with all of the and this is present in just about every living creature on this planet except oh, okay. for a handful okay very small ones actually it might only be honeybees interesting but just about every living creature on this planet has an endocannabinoid system built with receptors that are designed to ingest and handle these products um, you know, it's essentially, it could have been part of our uh, food pyramid at some point. If Interesting. had chosen. Interesting. But for some reason, it was demonized and pushed aside and, you know, labeled as dangerous. Yeah. And, and I, you, you mentioned that. And I, I will say that I'm a big fan of, I know I've said this before and people probably get tired of hearing it, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> um, is uh, Chasing the Scream is a great, a great read. It's an easy read. Um, you don't even have to, it's got, it's broken into a, so to is essentially two, two big, the first part of the book is, a, 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 a an accurate historical account of the war on drugs and in, of course, obviously includes cannabis in that. The second part of the book, um, focuses more on some anecdotal, 
uh, stories and things like that and how um, drugs have impacted uh, some people. It follows some individuals mm-hmm. um, through their journey with addiction and, and drug use and uh, and sees how it has affected them and their families um, and, and that sort of thing. But um, it has a great historical account of the war on drugs and cannabis, if you're interested at all. It's an easy read. And um, it's been fact-checked, so it's great information. Uh, for, for anybody that's interested, you may, you may be like, I don't care. Uh, and that that's okay, called too. Again? It's called Chasing the Scream. It's Johan uh, Hari. Okay. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an e- it's a super easy read. And, and like I said, if it's not all for you, that's okay, because it, it easily breaks into pieces. Like if you just wanted to read part of it, um, you could read part of it and not read the second half. Or if you just wanted to read about what other countries, how they have a tri- how how they have attacked their uh, their drug problems mm-hmm. um, and what's been successful and what hasn't been successful. So, um, you know, I, I look at drug drug addiction as a health problem, not as a criminal problem. Um, I've always been a, well, I won't even say always, but that I'll go back to my practicing law days. Um, you know, based on my experience there, um, I, I just, and, and, and my life experience at this point in my life, to me, drug addiction is a health problem. It's it's not a it, we shouldn't treat it as a, a criminal problem. I understand that that at some point you don't you don't you, you don't get a pass on every crime just because you have an addiction. Okay, sure, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about at its very core, treating addiction as a health issue sure. and uh, and not a criminal issue. So. But yes, so um, but but let's go let's go back because I we I know I can go down a rabbit hole in a heartbeat, um, and I want to I want to make sure that we cover this. So so um, when we talk about uh, THC, and I think you mentioned um, terpenes as well, mm-hmm. and um, so there's all of these parts of the cannabis plant, and and they work together, right? Absolutely. Is that right? And yep, and uh, I'm going to say this word. So this I'm learning I'm learning so much um, as as the last two years, obviously, you know, I've always been a huge fan of cannabis, obviously, or I wouldn't be where I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I love the fact that we now have um, studies and uh, all of these things that um, that we can now really look to for, for great, solid information. And one of the words that uh, I've learned over the past couple of years that, that I love is uh, is entourage, the entourage, entourage effect. effect. <laughs> So, um, so yeah. So, t- what's the what is the entourage, entourage effect? effect. Um, you know, in its core, it's the way these it's the way the cannabinoids and the terpenes work together. Um, and I'm sure anybody can recognize. You walk into a place by yourself, you get one effect, and you walk in with a team. Yeah. That's the entourage. That's the entourage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the entourage. The Everybody looks at you a little bit differently. <laughs> um, but the you know the key to the cannabis entourage effect is is again like I said the mixture of the THC, the other cannabinoids, the terpenes. All of these things have an effect on this medicine and have an effect on the user of these medicines. Um, you know, before the break, we talked a little bit about indica-dominant terpenes. We talked about linalool. Um, your indica-dominant strains, your broadleaf strains, mm-hmm. which is what the industry is starting to evolve to. Is small leaves and broad? Is, is it just thin, small? thin leaf and broadleaf. Okay, thin leaf. Uh, because that's just the base characteristics of those plants. You know, there are no true indicas anymore. There are no true sativas. But your stronger indica dominant plants mm-hmm. are going to produce broad leaves. They're going to produce uh, usually a large amount of myrcene, caryophylline, humulene. 
even some limonene. These are all terpenes that that can, you know, that have more sedating and calming mm-hmm. effects mm-hmm. on the human body. Um, that coupled with the THC and other cannabinoids that are present in the plant. And we can might be able to talk about those another day, but yeah. there are other cannabinoids sure. that, that are known to have, um, you know, huge health benefits for their users. Um, you know, indicas, broadleafs, they're good for anxiety. They're good for stress relief. They're good to right. help you sleep. They're good to help you calm down. Uh, the sativas are the thin leaf strains. Uh, you know, the, I think the most famous is Durban Poison. Um, you know, they originated in Central Asia. Terpinaline, alpha-pinene, D-limonene. Uh, these are all strong, thin leaf or sativa-based terpenes that mm-hmm. can elevate your mood. Right. Can help with energy production. Right. Um, and can help with depression. Right. You know, the, these are the ones that kind of bring you back up. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't long ago that THCV, which is another form of the THC compound, uh, was brought into light and was really shared amongst the medicinal community because it has weight loss properties. Right. It okay. can actually subdue your appetite and help people with those properties. And that's that's completely outside the box for anybody thinking about marijuana use or cannabis use. You just think that it makes you hungry and right. gives you the munchies and right. whatever. But now there's people actually using these compounds to, you know, lose weight right, and fight obesity. Sure. So so really the, the big takeaway, I mean, obviously, is that um, THC matters, but not the way it, that people think it matters. I mean, Correct. it works with all of these other properties to, um, to f- for whatever effect. It's going to have on a, on a I person. Almost, I almost think of THC as like the activator. I almost right. think okay. of CBD as the activator for THC mm-hmm. at low levels. Right. If too much CBD, it completely just nullifies THC. Right. Um, but I like to think of them as activators for the others. Right. With the little psychoactive compound that is THC, these other terpenes and these other compounds can have a greater effect. Right. Right. On the patient. And see, and so, and so, well, first off, I want to say, I, I meant to say this at the beginning of the segment, but, um, and I'll just say it now. Number one, we're not doctors and we're not making medical claims. Absolutely not. No. I'm, so a, long, no medical I'm a long-term <laughs> patient speaking from my own right. use, my own knowledge. That's right. So, and, and we know that people are using it for these things. I just want to, I just, I, I always want to make sure that, that uh, we, we cover ourselves there and that we're very clear about what we're talking about. But, um, I think that's that's fantastic, and and the other the other thing about that is in in the legal market, in the the medicinal market that we have, all of our all of our uh, all of our plants get tested, all of our product gets tested, and these terpene profiles go on the label. That's right. And you know the uh, the legacy market is always going to be active. It's you know it's always going to operate, and people are going to choose to go to that side, but you know. It, with genetics and growth and grows the way that they are, when you buy a Durban poison on mm-hmm. the street, it yeah. could have been crossed with many other things, and it might have a completely different compound profile than a medicinal Durban poison. That's right. So, so, uh, and I think this is huge. So, when you've got, um, so we've got the testing that, and we know that in Mississippi, the testing will be, um, we'll, we'll test for the, for all those terpenes yep. in addition to testing for heavy metals 
and uh, and, and and toxins and all of the the bad things. We we'll, we also test for the good stuff, right? Yep. We have all of these levels, and so this will be this will be able to to be seen by the by the consumer. Absolutely. Um, and I and you make a great. So you use the term legacy market. Um, legacy market. So yes. I, if, for people who don't know, so that's a relatively new term. I yes. think yes. I could be wrong on yep. that. But for people who don't know what the legacy market is, it, it was it, it's the black market. It's the illegal market, it's right? It's the illegal market, right? So correct. it's uh, so we've got the legacy market, the or street pharmacist, the street pharmacist. There we go. And I think the the big the big takeaway too on this is it's obvious, but I think it bears mentioning is that with the with the street pharmacists <laughs> who operate in the legacy market, <laughs> I'm using <laughs> all right. my new terms That's today. Right. Um, you don't know what you're getting. No. You don't know what you're getting, and not only is it is it sort of you'll never be able to figure out is this right for me? Is it good for me? And if you found something that was good for you, you'd never be able to re- repeat it. But you the the more important that can't be reproduced. That's a great point. It, it, I've never been can, able to repeat it. You can never repeat it if you found something. The more important one, obviously, is the safety factor. You know, we've got we've got people ODing on fentanyl. We've got you just don't know what you're getting in a legacy market, and I, I cannot. I cannot over for me um that is just huge like you know if you're buying on the leg- on the legacy market from a street pharmacist you don't know what you're getting and so it's not safe first and foremost and second again if you did find something that worked for you you could never reproduce it there's not they're not giving you a label <laughs> you no. know you're not getting a label you just from your street pharmacist you, you just know it felt good you just got to hope it was your favorite the same little pookie it. again on the corner that that's you got right. it from and that he got it from the same guy the, the previous time that's right that's right that's really right dangerous. so yeah so i i think that that you know thc while it's important it is there. It is a. The, so I, I think the survey says, or, or the conclusion is, is that uh, that yeah, that THC is a property and it's important. But it's a, there's a misconception that it's the only thing that matters. And in fact, it really only matters to the extent that the other properties work with it. Correct? Would you say that's a correct statement? Yeah. Um, and that you know, and it, somebody would say, oh well. You guys are, you know, and we're, we're going to grow all levels. We're growing all sure. levels from low to high. So so for us, it's everything. But I think the, the key is education, people educating Absolutely. themselves about medical marijuana. And uh, I think that's important to know from an educational standpoint. Uh, I think we have to take a break. Yep. Is that right? All right. So this is uh, Kelly Williams. I'm here with my friend John Enders and, of course, Clay Edwards on the Grow Your Know. And we'll be right back. All right, welcome back in to Grow Your Know. As we land the plane today, I'm going to pass the mic back to my friend, Miss Kelly Williams. Thank you, Clay. Um, so I think we've had a great show today. Um, we, uh, I think the takeaway is that um, in cannabis, it's the properties that work together, not just the THC level, right? Absolutely. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, and that people should educate themselves when, uh, go get your card, now's mm-hmm. the time, and uh, that you should educate yourselves and the people in the dispensaries should be able to um, help educate you and help you figure out what's best for you. There's also all kinds of um, all kinds of uh, information websites. Uh, you can always find us at www.kellysgreen.org, and you can uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram and all of our uh, social media platforms. 
Um, you can also visit uh, 3MA, which is the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association. They have lots of great information as well. And then you can also visit, uh, gosh, uh, oh, Mississippi Cannabis Patients Alliance. I can't remember. I can't forget them. They um, they are there for the patients. Great and tool. they are, uh, yeah, they're great. They have lots of great information. So always, there's tons of great information out there. Um, thank you for listening today. This is Grow Your Know, and we'll catch you next week. Great.